Five Drive. Catch up. Right in the five drive heritage tour driven by Suzuki, and here we are in Mombela. So, we're in the main town, Pumalanga, right? And so, surrounding us are big buildings, and universities, and fast food chains, and hotels, and car dealerships, and anything that you'd get in a city. But just on the other side of the hills is an informal settlement, a rural setting with clean streets and rolling hills surrounding it. That inside this humble part of South Africa exists a place called. SOS Children's Villages. SOS Children's Villages is, in the most simplistic terms, a place that abandoned and orphaned children get to call home. It's a series of houses that replicate home settings for people who aren't able to have the same access to them as maybe I had growing up, or perhaps you did as well. It's for kids who've come from homes where there are various different kinds of problems and they're afforded through the care that this orphanage is giving them the shot to have a readjusted chance at a normal life and it's because there are people who dedicate their lives to programs like this that this sort of thing can happen right we met this woman this morning who made Yanaka cry I mean I'm sure you're not embarrassed to say it no um, I'm really not it was a very touching moment I think because of how real it is it's just a reminder to check your privilege sometimes as a person yeah this woman writes that Yanaka is referring to Vuyelwa Sineke was orphaned herself uh, living homeless in the streets of Johannesburg until she was eventually taken in and given an opportunity and through that what did she decide to do become a social worker and give back. There seems to be a running theme on the tour with South Africans who feel this way. They come from nothing, they get something, and they want more people to have it, right? So here we're standing, the sun is hot, it's beating down on us outside. We're inside this incredible center and we're learning from Vuyelwa what is going on here. It was, uh, it started in 1949. Uh, it started by a, a medical student uh, called Herman Gamayna. And then uh, after a World War II, so he sees that there were lots of uh, women and the children without fathers because most men died in that war. So that's why he started uh, this organization, SOS. And then he started with his money as a student. And then SOS is very different. Our model is a family-like model. It's different houses in the same area. We've got 10 houses. And then we've got house one, house two, house three, until you go down. So each house can accommodate four, uh, eight children, four girls and four boys. And then uh, we can go to house 12 so that you can see what is happening inside. So, so it's, is it like basically that each of these houses is, is built to be like a home? Yes, so that they can feel uh, how it's like to have a home. And even when they go back to the community, there is no difference. They understand the setup because sometimes if it's a traditional village where they are eating in the same dining hall, uh, sleeping together in a dormitory, when they go outside, they struggle to adjust. But with our model, it, it's easier because they understand that a person must have a family. A family lives like this. There are rules. We do chores and other things. So these are, I mean, these are orphaned children that, yeah. that come here. No, according to Children's Act, um, it, it calls these setups as a CYCC, Child and Youth Care Centers. So a Child and Youth Care Center, it accommodates a child who is in need of care. So it can be an orphan or maybe the parents, let's say, are drinking a lot, they are neglecting the children. While they are trying to rehabilitate the mother, then they can remove that child to this place 
so that they are working with the mother and then when the mother uh, is fine and then they can take back the child to the mother so it's different types or sometimes it's uh, abuse if they can't remove the perpetrator then they will remove the child so it's a best interest whatever they are doing is a best interest of the child so we are working with the case manager social workers from uh, outside they are called uh, child protection organizations they are allowed to remove not everyone can remove a child it's police and them then they will remove the child they'll do an assessment if they find that the child is at risk they remove the child to court and then department of justice will issue out a court order and then with the recommendations to say what needs to be done with this child and then the child then will be placed at the we're going to hear more about the story of this home on the show today as we go through the Five Drive Heritage Tour driven by Suzuki, trying to collect stories of hope, stories of information, stories that make us all feel a little bit better about our country. And I said to you, I guarantee you, the tears came out earlier today. It was a very emotional space to be in when we heard the story of this woman who was made homeless herself at some point was living in if you know you listen to the news the building that now has burnt down in the cbd of johannesburg because that building has a history a part of its history being a, a place to take people in and she has gone on to become a program director at a series of different homes that are taking in at-risk kids from all over the country. So we'll hear that story on the show just after four o'clock. That being uh, a four now, though, next we're going to jump in. We're going to do uh, the latest in news and sports. We've got Jude van Veek, Nadia Romanos, both stand. This is a person who has gone out of her way in her own life, despite being orphaned and abandoned herself. She wasn't orphaned, but her mother had problems with drink and, and she had to, well, she abandoned her kids. And this woman found herself living on the streets of Johannesburg, one of the most aggressive places for a young child to have to be. She got taken in, she got given an opportunity and she decided to become a social worker. So we asked her, we said, what is your milestone moment of your life, of your career? And here's what she said. Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's the way I grew up. Uh, I've managed to, like, um, to change the situation. You know, sometimes I used to say, uh, as a person, uh, there's this, uh, there's a, I used to say there's a thermostat and a thermometer. The thermometer uh, will just detect the temperature to say you are hot or cold. But the thermostat, like from the giza and whatever it changes the situation if the water is cold it will automatically make them hot if the water is hot it will cool down so i think for me i was a, them a thermostat whereby i changed my situation because from staying on the street not having a place to stay my mother is drinking and i don't know my father i don't know anyone i'm alone but i was able to overcome those challenges when i went to a children's home i was 11 years i was not attending school so i started from there i remember they were writing a final exam they said no this child is old let her write a standard two sabi which is grade two and then i passed and then from there my metric, I was 21, I got exemption and distinction, despite of I was staying at the children's home. Uh, sometimes the baker didn't come, we don't have a lunchbox or what, but I told myself that I want to change the situation. And worse, when I was going to tertiary, I didn't have money, I didn't know about NSFAS, by then it was TEFS, I didn't know anything, but I work as a domestic worker 
to raise the money for registration. I went, I work, and then I raised the money because I completed in 2000. And then in 2004, that's when I started to go to the university. So all these years I was working as a domestic worker just to raise the money for the registration. And then I went to UJ, I registered, and then they took me. When I was happy, registered, having my student card, now I'm thinking, I don't have a place to stay. What will happen now? Who's going to pay for the fees? But I told myself, I'm coming and I'll study. And then I went, I studied. First, I remember first semester, I didn't have a book. And then I saw another child after a social work class and then having lots of books. I said, where did you get this? And then he said, there's this thing called TEFSA. Now it's NSFAS. I said, he said, oh, you must go there. I went. And then they said, oh, the money's finished for the first term but we'll pay for you. Uh, in June, we'll give you a card for the book. The first semester, I didn't have a book, but I passed all the subjects. So without a book, just for the notes and whatever book that was put on the reserve shelf and other things, then I just managed, I passed until, and my third year, I completed my degree. I didn't graduate, I didn't have clothes, but I said, I'm going back to do my honors. Then I went, then I completed my social work. So that is why I'm like, I, I, when I see myself, I regard myself as a thermostat, like to change the situation. I love this story. I genuinely do. And that is a milestone moment if ever I heard one. I mentioned, oh, the name escapes me, uh, the village we were in. Now with the SOS Children's uh, Home. The SOS. Oh, uh, Gamaguku. Gamaguku. We were, yeah, a beautiful uh, small area just outside of Mbombela. And um, we met this woman. What an inspiration. So she is abandoned herself. She goes and she grows up on the streets, gets taken in. And eventually through her own, she was a domestic worker. She To make money to get to go to Varsity. She goes to Varsity. She graduates. She becomes a social worker. And the first thing she wants to do, is she wants to go and give back. Like, imagine that, right? Like, isn't that just the most South African approach to this world? The fact that you want to make other people's lives better, like so many of us do, and you've had to work as incredibly hard as she has, more than 99% of people on this planet. And she works for a children's village that takes in orphaned and abandoned children and puts them in a place that they can call home themselves. Here she is walking us around their spot. Kitchen where they prepare food with the mother together with the mother so we've got seven children here so as i was saying it's a family like model they sit here and watch tv so we've and then this side okay yes there comes they are writing homework now you see those who came early hi is it tiny hi. hi so it's a tiny it's a child and youth care worker professionally and then now, when they come from school, they write uh, their homeworks, and then uh, after that, they will be they will be having their lunch, and then they will go and play. Sorry to disturb. <laughs> <laughs> so even when they eat, they are using this dining room, and then this side we've got um, it's boys who are sleeping. This side they've got their own bathroom. Uh, we've got uh, the, the small one, she's three years, and then the big one, she's 20. And then this side, so we try to divide them, but they know that they are a family, but uh, boys will be this side, uh, girls will be this side. So each and every house is built like that. And then also, these are the girls' bedroom. 
and then when the house mother uh, she's off every month and every month they get four days off and then the assistant child care worker will come sleeping the site so the mother will lock the room and the assistant will review the site so each and every house is having a mother's room and the assistant room okay. yes and is it all sort of are these all um female-led households, hey? there, aren't, there aren't men in these homes. Yes, and then also we do have, um, what do we call it here, a child safeguarding, where it's our policy to protect the children. When there's abuse that is happening, you can see myself, they can call. It's visible to each and every house, and my assistant Loni, and this is the social worker, our social worker. So they are welcome to call us to report any case of abuse or if they are not happy or what. But, so, uh, but in the house itself, it's just it's like a, just a mother, not a father as well. Huh? No, no. Is there a reason for that? Or? <laughs> there is no, there is no reason. <laughs> I think it was built like that to be to have mothers because you remember when I was telling you uh, from the the, the 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 main aim of Herman Kamina was like most women were without husband because they died. So he was like, okay, this woman will look after these children. Right. We're so going to hear more of her story, this incredible woman, next on the show. Look, and I don't for a second want to say that, you know, we don't all have struggles in some way, right? And for some of us, those struggles come in things that happen when we get a little bit older in life and things don't go the way that we wanted to plan them to. And for others, they start really young and they're really, really hard. Even just the ability to survive for many South Africans is a massive, massive struggle. As it was for a lady who we got the opportunity to meet on the show this afternoon, Vuyelwa Sineke, who... Well, I mean, she's going to explain it better than I could, but I mean, who really didn't get the best starts ever in life, yet decided still to give herself to helping other people because she got a leg up. Listen to this woman. I mean, if this doesn't inspire you for what is possible within our own country, I don't know what will. Take a listen. So we've got her story coming in on the uh, on the whatsapp lines this afternoon uh, if you want to respond to this of course you can when did you know that this is the work you wanted to do um when i grew up <laughs> when i grow up um because um i grew up in the similar situation where my mother abandoned me while i was young and uh, i grew up at the children's home in johannesburg salvation army under salvation Army, and then that's how i like I always say to the people, uh, it's only I understand because as social workers will say, I, I can imagine what you are going through, but with me, I understand how they are feeling because I was once a child staying at the children's home. Mm. So that's the passion started to say, I want to assist other children who grow, who grow up like me so that uh, there's hope, they can see that there's hope. Others, they think hey, maybe it's a story or what, mm. but it's not a story, it's like that. I grew up at the children's home and then, um, yes, so I went to, after completing my grade 12, I was uh, 21, I went to University of Johannesburg, I did my social work degree, and then I started working as a social worker. It's amazing, man. Do you remember who the first social worker was that, that, that made you feel like you were safe and, and could have a better future. Was there someone? Yes, yes, because um, when I was, uh, my mother abandoned us, I was like a street kid, like staying on the street. Then I remember it was at night when this lady came 
to ask me, why are you at night? You are such a young uh, kid. And then I said, no, I don't have a place to sleep. And then said, no, come, come to our house. And then I went to their house. And then in the morning, they took me to the social workers, uh, the place where it burned now. Oh, no, in you're that yeah, yeah, because that, that was the same home yeah. for the social workers yeah. at Albert Street. So it was called Albert Street. All the social workers were there by then. Yeah. Then I, they took me to that office, and then that's when they decided that no, this child needs to go to a children's home. So the children's home, uh, it was under Salvation Army Health Center. Yes. It was 1990. Jeez, eh? <laughs> yes. So these places are really important. Huh? I mean, they legitimately are changing people's lives. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it, it is because currently we do have four children who have uh, graduated from different universities. They are in Joburg owning their flats, they are working. The other one is IT, the other one is a psychologist, and then the other one is a manager in one of the retail shops, and then the other one. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing story. And I think that the more people pay it forward in this country, the better. Catch up from some of the best moments from the 5 Drive team by going to 5FM's Catch Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.